We're about to jump in and engage another Torah together. Torah, Chafal, Aleph, and Rebbein, Zuchan, and Rachel. We'll give a little bit extra of an introduction in a second, but just to read the first line. Pirko Rivya, the Sifr Ditzniusa, the fourth parak of Sifr Ditzniusa. We've been speaking about in the last several Torahs already. Taking a, taking a piece, taking a line, taking a passage from Sifr Ditzniusa, Chalik of the Zayar, a section of the Zayar, and uh, from Parshish Truma and uh, discussing it. So over here he's quoting from the fourth parak of Sefer Ditznusa, Atika Tamir Visasim. Now this is going to be a little bit abstract, but just, just at least to introduce the, the, the words, I think we gave a little bit of an expanded introduction for Terachaf, so maybe listen to the first few minutes of that year. The idea of the way that the spiritual realms, we we, we live down here, so to speak, in the Oilam Asiya. There's, there's Oilamais, there's Ak, there's Atsilas, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya. Over here, we live in a world that seems to be, to us, it's the most real. And we think about the spiritual realms as upper, more abstract, maybe less real. The truth is, is that's only a matter of perspective. Uh, similar to examples that we sometimes give, if you think about uh, think about a programming language and what ends up appearing on the screen. If you think about what's more real, there are the things that are closer to what we interface with. What The colors that appear on a screen might be more relatable, but what has more of an impact, right? whether the screen is scratched, whether the colors are off, what has more of an impact? Something that's going to be in the pixels, in the computer code, in the in, in the programming, those will ultimately have better uh, a much a much higher degree of impact. Uh, and therefore, the question of what's real is only because of the way that we relate to things. So that's how we talk about them. However, this the, the structure of the world, in a certain sense, the things that are closer to the source, those are going to be more real. HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up a system System. The and this system has a system of Ailamais in a Klaliistic way. There's the system of Abia or Ak and Abia, Atsilas Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, we're in the Oilam Asiya. And the way that our Kadaj Baruch Hu relates to the world also is the building blocks of the world are the spheres. We're in the middle of Spheris Aimer. So those would be Keser Chachman Bina or Chachman Bina and Das. For various reasons, generally, we discuss either Keser or Das. And then there's Chagas, Nahi, and Malchus. These are the spheres that we talk in Spheris Aimer. Chesed Gur, Teferis, Netzachod, Disod, and Malchus, the lower seven. So the upper three are the intellect ones, the Moichin, and the lower seven are going to be the Midos, they're going to be the Spheros. These are the individual building blocks, the individual the individual spheres. When the spheres come together into a structure, so if you think about there's an, a face, can have an eye, can have a nose, can have a mouth, can have ears. When they come together, so then you don't look at the pieces as an individual pieces, but it's the meaning of how they come together. And therefore, there are also systems of partsufin. These partsufin are going to be generally referred to as Arich Abba Ima Za or Zeran Pinanukva and they will align uh they will align so that Arich is going to align with Ak, it's going to align with Keser, Abba is going to align with Chachma or Zilas, but Abba is going to align with Chachma, it's going to correspond to Chachma, Ima will be correspond to Bina, Zer Anpin will refer to the next six. 
the Chag Asnahi, and Nuk will correspond to Malchus. Now, for our purposes, that's all we really need. So, in the in the systems of the Partsufin, of the ways that everything is made up to the spheres, the spheres are ultimately the building blocks. Within the system, the parts of, of Arach, and now I'm, I'm reading from the note from Mabayatiya's version, he says Arach can also be referred to as Atik, and this is very hidden. Why? <clears throat> so let's think in other terms. If let's say in terms of the spheres, we talk about keser. Keser would be the rutzen. Something that's the rutzen is mislabesh in what comes afterwards. If you want to know what my will is, you can't really know what my will is other than how it manifests into. Well, if I have an inner rutzen, that rutzen is going to result in a chachma, and then I'm going to take this spark of an idea, and I'm going to be madama milsa la milsa. I'm going to apply the, that idea until ultimately I'm able to take it into something that's an uh, a uh, actualizable idea, and then I'm going to actualize. I'm going to bring a mikayach lapayel. The at the highest level, the rutzen or the parts if they're going to refer to as Arich, again, this is very high level, so uh, we don't have to get too lost in it. At the very highest level, the Arich is not is, is going to be considered hidden because there's no real direct interface with it other than the fact that it's going to be mislabish, it's going to be enclosed, so to speak, by the partsufin that come afterwards, and it won't have a giloy. However, if you go down the system, there will be a giloy in the parts of, of Zer Anpin, and this will sometimes, this will have an element of being revealed and an element of being hidden. Okay, this is what we're going to leave it with. So now, going back to the passage, we say that the fourth parak of Sifreditz Nyusa is Atik Tamir Vesasim. Atik is hidden and concealed. Za, Zeranpin, is revealed and not revealed. And Atik, for our purposes, is a reference to Atzilas. Now, let's go back a little bit to the historical perspective what was what was going on at the time of this Tyra, and uh, I think part of it will give us a little bit of chizek. I'm going to read from a piece of Chaim Aran in the note, and then we will dive into Ois Aleph of the Tyra. This lesson, this piece of Lukut Maran, I'm reading now from Chaim Kramer's note, was given on Shabbos, the Yud Gimel Av of 5564. This is July 21st, 1804, with excerpts that were added later on. The Shabbos that was given was the one immediately after Tishbav, which we generally refer to as Shabbos Nachmu, and Rabbeinu incorporated into his teaching the passage which begins Nachmu Nachmu from the prophecy of Yeshayahu about rebuilding Yerushalayim. It was the Rabbi's custom to visit with his Hasidim in Chirin, Medvedka, and Teretvitsa, which I might be mispronouncing, on three different occasions during the year, one of which was Shabbos Nachmu. And we're going to mention now that two weeks earlier, <coughs> Reb Nussin and Rebbeinu were in Breslov, and there was the following, the following discussion. So now I'm going to read from Chaim Aran. <coughs> Excuse me. So he says, "Mikaidim lazeh amadti lefun of be'ervros chaydesh menachemav biyom rishon b'shabes leiserv." Nassin is is discussing this. Be'isha paiskin lechol basur at the time when people stop eating meat. V'haya az and what I'm reading is from Achayim Aran Oisnun Tess. V'haya I think it's worth reading just because of the chizik that I know that it gave me, even though it's uh, going to take a few minutes going into the Torah. V'haya zma uyim ma'ayid. It was incredibly. It was incredibly like uh, shaking, quaking, uh, uh, afraid. 
so gripped with fear and he was lying in bed thinking and I was silent I was standing there for many hours and he began to say which was the day before I cried a lot and I think this is going to give tremendous chizek. You know, people tend to think that great men either don't have challenges, don't have the challenges that they have. I have a hard time davening, engaging in avayda. If only, yes, maybe the the, the men who are the, the greatest men, they, to them it's easy to go daven. They, they have uh, a nisayin in terms of kavanas. But how am I supposed to engage? So listen to the way he describes why is it this is Rabbeinu talking? Uh, I mean, if there's anything that we we, we think we think Breslev, we think his us, we think attachment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Listen here. Why is it that everything that I want to do takes such a sacrifice? Everything is so difficult. And everything requires such an investment, such a Messias Nefesh sacrifice. Every morning he gets up, Rabbeinu gets up, and he wants to, he's describing, he wants to daven. He cannot open his mouth. And he doesn't have any any vitality. So he, he figures, Rabbeinu said, maybe two start a niggin and that would stir him stir emotionally and he just couldn't even get that out just a dry spell couldn't even think of a niggin how could Rabbeinu describing how could he even get up to Davin just gets up pushes through says the words gets up to Davin once he gets into Tefillah, and a song popped into his head to start to stir a little bit. Everything took such a tremendous amount of sacrifice, not even to engage, just to, just to begin. Umil drop further. Umizen is ayre libi. I understood. Says Rebbeinu Nasser. Says Reb Nasser. Vevanti musar gadol leatzmenu lomad kavachomer mimenu a tremendous amount of musar. Kam anach mitzrichin leschazek leachriach atzmenu b'chol akoyachayis b'chol advar menoygum l'Hashem. How much we have to strengthen ourselves in every area of avoda b'prat alatfila. Hello, Matzadek Hakadosh Venorak Moso. We look at Rebbeinu. We look at Rabbi Nachman. How much that he had to tr- literally engage in a serious nefesh in tfila in every area of kedusha with a tremendous, tremendous obstacle. How much we have to push and understand, by the way, that tests, challenges, not feeling it is normal. No, not normal, not for us, not normal for the greatest. The prat, we, we, we think to the eye, we don't see that other the challenges other people go through. 
but this is, a, 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 you can almost feel it emotionally. And a person engages, maybe, maybe I'll be able to engage for a, a little bit of the tefillah. If you can plug in for one word of tefillah, we could die to give up a nefesh. It says, Okay, so just a drop further. Again, this background is here. We'll see how it, it plugs into the Torah. So Rabbeinu describes further that he he told that the, on this Shabbos, the one that was before Shchodesh Av, there was a certain question that was asked on high, and Rabbeinu said it teretz. Uh, which the answer is going to come later in the Torah of Akushihi. What was the question? There are certain things, if you think about something that's inside a Kli, and then some things that's surrounding the Kli. It's something that uh, is not, if you think about it in terms of information, a person could think that there's different stages. There's information that is beyond me. I can't even relate to it yet. There's something that I incor- that I understand and incorporate, and then there's something that I give over. So if you think about this realm, there's something that that I, I'm absorbed within it almost. It's surrounding me. It's beyond Then, as I relate to it. And then once I'm able to integrate it, it comes into me. Now again, so th- th- then I'm able to take a chalik of it. I'm able to package it up and give it to the next level. As far as makifin, these things that surround me, they're above. They're makifin in the realm of the seichel. It's something that's surrounding, uh, again, we're reading just conceptually, high level. V'yesh makifin l'tayra. There are makifin in the realm of Tyra. It's hard to know exactly what he means, so we'll try to just stick to the words. There's intellectual ideas, and then there's Tyra, whether we want to call it spiritual ideas, things that Tyra all is Ratzon Hashem. It's all only that it comes to Tzimtzum, but I guess as we try to plug in, a person relates to what's going on, there are makifin within within these uh, these ideas, Seichel and Tyra. By the makifin, Yeshehe makifin va'imdim lefnei anayim, there are ones that even we understand what it is that we can't relate to. Rakshehe makifin ve'inam nechna just that we haven't been able to incorporate it yet. There are things that are even more hidden than that. It's not even, it's even more hidden than even at the level of being makif. And that's in the, as if it's gestation. It hasn't even been born as an idea yet, let alone something that we can hope to grow into and relate to. And the systems of Avodah work like this also. There are things that I do, that I relate to. There are things that I relate to, even though I can't internalize them yet. They're beyond me, but it's something that I can strive for. And there's something that I almost don't even relate to as as a Mila. Uh, a Chavrusa of mine told me that he was reading a story of a particular Gadol, and he, as he was reading these stories, he understood that the stories were not only hard to relate to, but they were the types of things that if he would do would probably be usher for him to do. In other words, the uh, the idea that a, uh, the, a person would be holding on such a level, if that's a hanhaga that relates to him, that's one thing. But it was so far beyond and unnatural and something that also, you know, sometimes one person's avoda could impact their family. It just was not something remotely that related to him. So there are things that are within our realm, are within our universe. Some we do, some we strive for, and some are just not remotely within our universe. That's not where we should be at. The cost would be too great, then it's not an avoda for us. 
so now, how do we get the makifin of Taira to, uh, to to become into Pnim, to come to something that we can relate to? So first, what we have to do is bring something from the hidden into the universe of what we could relate to, uh, even though it's still beyond us. And then, at that, after that, we have to translate it into something that's Pnimi that we can, that we can internalize. Uh, this works in the same way by Tyra. This works in the same way the system Makifim by Seichel. Mashiyev shel hasi mitzar chasrona noshi and nasem makif pnimi dahainu sheyavu mehel makifim makifim nasem pnimi. Okay, this is what we said. Now Ikra sheilahu. So he explains over here. Rabbi Nassim explains the kavan of the question. Eich lahoylin hamayichim mitalu mayson. How do we get the mayichim the Seichel to be born as it were? We said that the total hiddenness, totally unrelatable, let alone something that we can we can strive to incorporate and ultimately incorporate, is something that's in gestation. How do we get it to even be born into something that we can approach? Once it's mailed, once it's in the world, how do we incorporate it? And the story goes on that as Rabbi Nassim was standing there, somebody came to Rabbeinu and said, I need money for Neirais. And Rabbeinu answered that this is also a terrorist to the Kasha. And then we're going to continue on and talk about Baalaischa as Haneirais now. The Rabbi Chaim Kramer's note also goes on and says that shortly after giving this to Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu's uh, year-old daughter, Fegi Rahman Laslan, was Nifteres. Due to her poor health, she had been entrusted to a family in Ladizin, which was a village near Breslov, and the Rebbe indicated that he was aware through Ruach HaKodesh, uh, although nobody had told him about it, and... Uh, and okay, after the, the, he, when he gave the Torah, he did not mention the concept of mourning, which he did add uh, to the Torah only after returning to Breslov. And some weeks later, during Elo, Rabbi Nassim again was visiting with the Rebbe, and the subject of this Torah came up, and Rabbeinu said, surely the difference between life and death is very minimal. It's a transfer. Now the person's here, then a person is there. Referring to the cemetery, it's a different stage of real life. What's life? Life is not only physical life. Life is the uh, is the spectrum of life. During one stage, we are operating in this world. During another stage, there's a transition, there's a portal, uh, Misa, and then we transition into another stage. At that point, he still had not been informed uh, directly about Fagi's Petira until after Rosh Hashanah, and at that point, he sat Shiva for, where he sat Avelis for an hour instead of the customary Shiva period when he was actually informed, and that triggered a, uh, a limited Avelis. Okay, let's jump into the Tyra. These are the introductions, and hopefully these will be helpful as we go through the material in the Tyra. So we're going to be discussing now this question that Rabbeinu heard in Shemayim and the answer. When you go to light, you go up to light the Neirais. And the Apostle says, Rashi says that you have to, to the kain, you have to light the Menorah until the flame goes by itself. One nice idea which is worth remembering, I believe Rav Hirsch says it, is the Menorah represents Taira, Chinuch. The job of an educator is to make himself or herself superfluous. The job is not to make it that you, that the, to create a dependency. Rather, a person lights the wick until the wick becomes independently lit and then they pull away. 
Okay, so then if a, if a, uh, if a Rebbe is teaching a Talmud, the Talmud is dependent, he has to ask, he has to go back and ask. However, if he never grows into independence, the job of the Rebbe is not to teach individual points of material so that the Talmud can never really analyze or understand anything on their own. It's to give them the tools, the formulas to be able to reach independence. Over here, we mentioned another idea. That what does it mean that the shalheva should be oilemeleha? That it shouldn't need anything else at the time. It should, well, the, you should light the wick until when pulling the light away, then the nair is able to be lit without assistance from anything else. Now, paragraph Aleph, we're going to be talking about different types of seichel. There's one type of seichel that requires introductory information. It's built on something. It's not sudden. There's a buildup. There's history. There's background. And then you can develop an idea. There's another type of seichel, which is sudden. In other words, a person has a flash of an idea, a burst of understanding. They see something, and all of a sudden, it just fits. It's as if it's a shefa from Shemayim. In one way, that's a much deeper understanding of something. We can call it, I guess, common sense, it, where something clicks, it's a burst. On the other hand, a person needs also the first type, either for themselves, or even if they don't need for themselves, if they're going to convey that information to another, you can't just generate a sudden burst. A person would need even to convey the information through the other type of seichel, the, one, the type of seichel that requires background would be called the seichel of ach, the seichel of achar, the seichel that we're going to be referring to as sudden burst where everything clicks comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Seichel Kedem in the fr- uh, so to speak in the front let's go Ksiv it says by Briyasa Adam Pasuk and Tehillim Achar Vokedem Tzartani he was formed front and back it's as, it's as if Tzartani can have several meanings but the Gemara Brachis it says that at the time of creation Adam and Chava were formed as two complete forms and they were connected to each other now the 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 tzura tzartani, the tzura of a person is the seichel, the primary defining factor of a human being is his seichel as opposed to an animal. So now we're going to explain kiyesh seichel. We're talking about an adam kiyesh seichel she adam masig also hakdamas rabos. There's one type of a seichel that a person, like we said, has a build up, a background. There are things that come before whatever it is that the subject, the, the core idea is. Achar, ach. There's, there's a, this seichel is coined. It's termed something that one understands after time as the achar. There's a type of seichel which does not need any priming. It's something that comes as if from above. It's a burst. It's a common sense. Things fit together. It comes suddenly. So one we're going to refer to as being as if in the front, and the other one is going to be as if there's back background material uh, that's going to be generated. It says over here, it's quoting from, it says the Sichas after the Sipur Emaisias. I think that's where it's quoting from. But he says that there that when something happens quickly in this world also when things happen quickly it generates friction it generates heat, so it says this seichel which is considered lemalame azman in other words it's not subject to time it's something that's faster than time as it were it's not subject to constraints because it comes with some sort of a burst. It says bechinas panim bechinas Yaakov bechinas ms. 
Uh, but uh, I'm not sure about the significance of those things yet, but it says that because of the suddenness, it's as if it generates a heat, and that heat generates a chamimus halev, it'll generate also uh, an emotion that we're about to say in the text. Now, intellect and emotion are connected. One might think that they're not. One is purely intellectual, one is emotional. We've mentioned before that we all understand that intellect and emotion are connected. If somebody had information that was, let's say, good news and they felt sad or sad information and they felt good, you would say that the person is emotionally unstable. We all understand that emotion is going to be connected to context, to intellect, to something that you know. So depending on the type of seichel, it's going to generate to a corresponding emotion. The idea of the Seichel Kedem Pnim, something that's, uh, that, that we're saying is more sudden, more movement, the, the, the language that we're talking about is going to generate a Hislavus Alev, Kiteva Tznuos Shemoyled Chaim, because movement generates heat, Ulafi Mehiris Tznuos Seichel, because of the swiftness of the Mehiris Seichel, in Shefeloiki, something that comes suddenly. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, opens up and generates this, this idea of MS, we call it common sense. Maybe it's not so common, but something like sometimes the Gemara says, Mali if a person would truly be in touch with his neshama, a truly person would be truly in touch with the, with the Bayre Ailam, so they, they, they would, they, they would, see and understand the truth of things even without a cry, even without a pasuk. Now we have so much distraction, we are not necessarily in touch with our own uh, with our own lave, with our own neshama. However, the idea that a person can get the seichel aloki directly, that's going to generate a slavas alev, uh, a certain heat in the heart. That a person gets this very quickly. He doesn't need to lead up to it. It's not something that has to go slowly. It's not something that he has to socialize in the idea. Through this, through this movement, so then the flame of the heart will be able to be burning tamid to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We'll see where he goes from here. That, like we read, that the flame goes on its own. That once this is generated, it's a swiftness. It happens almost like once, and now it says shall have a salev tamid, but it generates something that's going to uh, be perpetual. So let's see how we're going to address it. So beginning paragraph two. We now have to understand how a person can make himself into a cleat to be makabel the shefeloki. We said that the shefeloki is not something that a person uh, specifically positively prepares for or generates. Really, it's generated from outside, uh, but a person does have to make himself into a cleat to make himself receptive to this, and therefore is going to have to be makadesh, the shivas knei hamenaira, as it were, that are that are associated with his face. So we're going to see the two eyes, two ears, the two uh, nostrils, and the pe and the mouth. These are going to be the five windows. In order to be able to read to get to a point where he's going to be able to receive the Shefer Leiki. So now we're talking about really the four senses. Sometimes you might see the acronym Reish Shin Reish Dalid Rash Rad, which would be Re'iya Shmiya Re'ach and Dibor. The note over here brings a couple of interesting points. First of all, we mentioned Pe, we mentioned the mouth, which we're associating with Dibor rather than Tam, we're associating with speech, which we're going to say a person has to be careful for Sheker and then other negative types of speech as well. Well, we're not talking about the tam, the taiva of Achila specifically. 
Um, so we take note of that for now. And second of all, we're also mentioning that we're not talking about other senses in terms of the chusha mishush, uh, the idea of feeling. It says, first of all, that it's not the place in the head, so we're speaking specifically of things associated with the head for now. And also, uh, in other words, the ikar mishush, the ikar feeling, is going to be with one's hands. And second of all, we're going to say that the ikar sensual experience, the idea of touch, is going to be associated with uh, with taiva. It's connected a bris, it's connected the ikar taiva, and he brings over here from Likutei Alachas and Sukkah, that the kedusha of all of these uh, dvarim, the kedusha of all of these senses, is actually tali and kedushas abris. So taken all together, uh, then these are going to be necessary to for for one to reach to kedusha and to kedushas abris and to, and to tahara. And therefore, we're not addressing that separately. We mentioned in one of the earlier tiras, first of all, that the pagama bris is going that that uh, realm of taiva is the ra kailel. But also, I'm going to add this in for a minute. Also. I think, but can't remember that I heard this idea pointed out by Avraham Avinu that after the bris, so then beforehand it was only it was only Makadish as if it was Avram two hundred and forty three limbs of the body, and then with the bris it was it was the adding the extra hate uh, that it, it became all two forty eight. Now the bris is only really one aver, so the the idea that I heard pointed out, which maybe we can apply over here also is that once a person is fully committed to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, in other words, he's in the realm of Kedusha, he's in the realm of Tahara, so that that Mela affects all of the senses, meaning what? When a person is interested in something, uh, uh, the Gemara actually brings that when a person is uh, misnamname, so they could be dozing off, but if, a per- if they hear their name being called, they'll wake up. But if a person, let's say, is in a public place also, sometimes there's a lot of noise, there's background noise, people are talking, they're schmoozing, and then all of a sudden, something will catch their ear because it has to do with them. A person walks into a busy place, there's a million stimuli that they see with their eyes, but nothing really catches their eye until it's something that might have to do with them. They don't notice the scratch on every car, they might notice in a busy parking lot the scratch that's on their car. Uh, I think Ravis Rao Salanter uh, says that, uh, you know, when people walk out into the street, so uh, a shoemaker is going to notice everybody's shoes. You know, a person from a different craft is going to notice that particular craft. So when a person is within the realm of Kedusha, that Mela is going to affect all of their senses. This is going to be what catches their eyes. This is going to be what they ultimately talk about, what they're interested in talking about. This is going to be um, the types of things that they notice and smells. A person would go nuts if they uh, would would literally try to latch on to all of the stimuli, every color, every smell and sound in the world, because it's just it's just too much. But really, the mind focuses into what speaks to a person, what their uh, what their interests are. So, in a certain sense, the uh, the the realm of taiva, the realm of gamma bris versus kedusha. So this encompasses all of the other senses, and we're going to see that when a person's makadish their senses, this puts them into the realm of kedusha, and vice versa. Once a person is in the realm of kedusha, this also is makadish their senses. So in a certain, so we're actually separating these out. So again, we say that in order to reach the shefel from one to make himself into a kli, a uh, person can only get there when he's makadish these senses. And through the kedusha of these senses, he's going to inspire his mind. He's going to inspire his mind to be receptive to the Shef key so that he can uh, so that he can now uh, get these ideas and he will become a keli for it. Now we're going to go through the senses. So again, over here we relate specifically to Sheker. Really, it can uh, be other ideas also, uh, other Lashon Hara, Rechilos, Nivalpeh. 
we're focusing here on Sheker, perhaps we can say, when a person is connected with a Kodesh Baruch Hu, so then everything uh, is reconciled, brings to a Shlemus, becomes MS. We're in the week of Teferes, Yaakov, Tyra, Teferes, MS. That, uh, that that everything comes. So the truth is that uh, that it does. That there is there is a certain sense to the idea that we're focusing on 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 the idea of MS or not telling Sheker. We'll see in a second. Storm Rava Asetov that. In, in line with these, you would think, you know, very often in Hasidus, we talk about we, we can't get rid of, what's the best path to getting rid of a lot of darkness? Put in a little R. You light a little candle, and then that dispels a lot of darkness. Why over here are we talking about the negative first? Because over here, we want that the Shefaluki is going to come in, in a certain sense, if you think that you put clean water into a Kli. It's going to be only as clear as the Kli is. The first thing we have to do is remove from ourself uh, Gaiva, self-interested Sheker, other ways that we're going to have a distorted perspective, uh, something that even if the Shefaloki comes, it's going to become uh, distorted towards towards different ends. Anyway, over here it says, So truth and Sheker were associating with the mouth. We're associating with the We actually mentioned this, the, first, the idea, the first time in Torah is that through Yira, uh, the idea of Yira, that, uh, that the Mashiach is going to have the kayach to use the kayach as a word of reach of a smell to know whether one is chayev or zakai. Uh, but in any event, we associate Yira with uh, Reach, with the smell, with the Chaitem. Vielo Emunas Chachamim Hatluyen Boodnen. The Emunas Chachamim is going to be associated with the ears, what, what, with what one hears. Uh, the note over here mentions that the order changes in terms of what we, uh, how we deal with the senses. Uh, it says above, when we were talking about the Tzura of the parts of the order of the face, it says the Peh is in the middle, and afterwards the, comes the Chaitem, that would become the nostrils that, the nostrils that's above the pen, then would come the Anayim. And only afterwards addressing the Aznayim. Why over here does it talk about the ears before the eyes? So he introduces this idea that uh, that really we have to talk about Amunas Chacham first, because as the Yetzirah comes to a person, he could say Anayim is not so bad. If only you're exposed to something, you're not actually doing anything wrong. And then the Anayim, uh, certain things become a gateway. They become where a person can uh, end up exposing themselves, and ultimately, little by little, Losas Ruach Nechem. Right, a, a person can end up going into places where they shouldn't go. Over here. A person has to have a munas chachamim, and once a person has a munas chachamim, so then they can uh, they, they can appropriately uh, be careful and approach and understand the the, the way that they have to make gedarim and siyagim, the, the, the way that they have to be very careful with the rest of their limb, uh, with, with their limbs, their senses, or what they do. Until a person has a munas chachamim, so then there's going to be room to rationalize, and therefore it says yelo munas chachamim atali beodnen, odnen or oznayin, right? The dalad and the zayin we said, and that then he can be makadish as oznayim, but bechinas shma divrei chachamim that a munas Chachamim is associated with Shmia. And then they close their eyes from seeing Ra, from being mistakel, from gazing uh, at anything that's Arias, other, other bad things. Key, because we're, we're, we'll say one more comment in a second. The Peh, the Chait, and the Nayim, the Aznayim, these senses, Hainayim, Ayrun, Ashefa, Lekia, Na, Lavoy. 
כי הפה והחוטם עיניים ועיניים תלויים במויח, ואין מאירונס המויח שיהיה בבחינס קדם ובבחינס פאנם. So again, this works, this works in both directions. First of all, as a person is מקדש, these senses, these are going to be מאירר, the מויח to be מקבל שפלוקי, and once there is מאירר the מויח uh, to be מקבל שפלוקי, once a person is able to elevate and inspire the מויח, the seichel, to be in a realm of kedusha, so then also it, it will uh, inspire and it's going to put himself in a place where the senses are also become kadosh. The Rav Chaim Craner note brings the Birli Kutim first of all that the eyes, ears, and nostrils are doubled because they have a dual function, just a point of interest. They support the positive and reject the negative. This is because the stimuli come from without. So it says that the ears will cultivate faith in truth, tzaddikim, Torah, etc. And conversely, the, the flip side of this would be to expel false beliefs. Uh, the, the, uh, the, it says... Uh, Two nostrils develop Yerushimayim and also to dispel external fears that enter into our minds. But it mentions that the mouth is only one mouth because this is not fed externally, so therefore it doesn't need it doesn't need two things as a, a filter to accept the positive and rebuff the negative, but rather since speech is internally generated, therefore one can have one mouth. Another idea over here in the note brought by the Birli Kutim is that the mouth is mutually exclusive, meaning that a person can see good things and bad things, but when something it represents MS versus Sheker, so that's totally binary. In other words, there's one truth, there's unlimited avenues of falsehood. Once a person is something that's 99% true, it's 100% false. It could throw it off in terms of perspective, in terms of tone by Lush and Hara. It could even be that a wink can take the same statement and turn it from something into true, that's something that's false, something into into Lashon Hara. So it mentions over here that the Menorah, Shiva Kneya Menorah, so each Menorah, there was two sides. If you think about and there's one light in the middle that would be the pe. Every every everything else there would be two on the uh, on the. There's three stems on the right, three stems on the left, and then there would be. In the middle, one lamp that's representing the pow. We're going to see afterwards that the menorah itself is going to represent the Reish, and. The, uh, and therefore you have the seven midos, as it were. The, the reish is the meichen, it's the intellect, and the, we're going to say that the, that the, really the commander in chief of the body, based on Rav Chaim Kramer's note, is going to be the head, it's going to be the intellect, but ultimately the, like we said earlier, the soldiers of the commander in chief of what runs the body, of what really dictates, uh, how a person interacts with the world is going to be the rosh, but the, the soldiers, the shluchim of a person are going to be the senses, how a person's uh, senses react and interact with the world are going to be dictated really by his Reish. But on the other hand, they're also going to serve to bring things back to the Rosh that's going to inspire the Rosh. Uh, and then we'll, we'll mention one other idea after we read this paragraph. So going forward, it says, V'zebechinas. What we're going to do now is we're going to associate the Re'iyah Shmir, Re'ach Dibor, which is the Shiva Knei Menorah. We said that uh, that Re'iyah Shmir and Re'ach all have two, and then the Dibor is going to be one for the power. We're going to associate all of those with the head, with the intellect. That Dibure MS, words of MS are associated with the Reish, with the Mayach, with the intellect, Zebachinas Mayach, and Nemar Eitzel Peh. This is where we see that uh, that the Peh, MS, is associated with the MS. Vizer Reishis Chachma Yiras Hashem. And then also we have another Pasik that says that the beginning of Chachma is Yiras Hashem, which again, Vizer Bechinas Mayach, Nemar Eitzel Chaitem.
that the we see that Chachma is associated with Yerush Hashem, which we said is uh, we, a second ago is associated with Reach. We said by the Melech Hamashiach. Vezebechinas hoichach lachacham v'yahavekha. We're actually going to mention two psukim when it comes to Shmia, and over here it mentions the Bir Halikutim, I think, and also Rabbi Maimon actually mentioned his Rebbe that one pasuk hoichach lachacham v'yahavekha, one who gives Musr. That's going to be Chacham. Uh, we said that the Oizen is associated with Emunas Chachamim. Zebechinas Mayachanamer Eitzel Udnin. Bebechinas Shma Divrei Chachamim as well. So we have from the one giving the Musr and also from the one receiving the Musr that dynamic process. Both of those are going to be associated with Emunas Chachamim. Emunas Chacham, like we said earlier, comes even before the Enayim. A lot of this process rests really on Emunas Chachamim. Uh, the Chachamim, we've said earlier, I can't remember off hand which Tyra was, that the Chachamim Be'etzem, a person was his batlas, a tzaddik, this is a living Sefer Tyra, the the ultimate the, where we we have the Shekhinah, where we have Malchus, where we see uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, Rav Volba uh, Zatzal in Aleishur, one of the pieces says that if Darwin would have met Rav Yisrael Salanter, then he never would have been able to say that a person comes from a monkey. He would have seen a qualitative difference between uh, between somebody who's in the chain, in the link, in the Messira, coming straight from, from Harsinai and down, people that are on an elevated level, almost a chelik elokami mal, within the vehicle of a human body, with this amunas chachamim, where we, where we relate to, to chachamim, where we relate to the Messira, this is what gives us a connection back to our Sinai, to the extent that we evaluate things based solely on our intellect, so then we're going to be limited by whatever the capacity is of our intellect, our life experience, our maturity. Certainly we want to be able to internalize anything, and like we mentioned once before, I think it was Rav Yaakov Weinberg, maybe it was Rav Noach Weinberg, I forget which one, says that when a person learns things four times, they're not just repeating the same thing four times. It's it's like the process of harvesting wheat, which is the staff of life. First, a person has to plow. They make the ground receptive to the seed. Then they plant the seed. First, the person makes himself receptive to an idea. Then they understand what the idea is. Then they harvest the wheat. They understand how it applies to them. They bring it in, and then they eat it. Then they integrate it. They internalize it. They, they make it real. Now it's in their toolbox. Now they can move on to the next thing. So we definitely use our own mind. Uh, and there's a mitzvah to use our own mind. Then a person should use their own mind. But on the other hand, the same way that we rely on anything else that we see or hear on our power of inference and other uh, as one of the tools at our disposal, we also understand Amunas Chachamim that way. So to the extent that there is a chain of Messiah, and we are at the end of that chain until we are able to pass pass things on to the next link in the chain. So then our attachment to the Messiah is going to be as strong as our Amunas Chachamim. And Be'etzem, this is not just uh, this is not just sort of like a necessary part of the process because we don't ha- have a, uh, a specific relationship one-on-one. I mean, the, the Chazal tells that everybody was at Sinai. It's not just because, well, how are we supposed to know? You know, this is the link in the chain. But the, the truth is that this is part of the process. The Gemara itself tells us that that uh, Torah Loba Shemayim he the Gemara tells us that even if there was a baskol by Rabbi Eliezer Shemutihi that even where there was a baskol that paskin one way where a Bezdin paskin where the Rav of the Chacham paskin a different way so then the, the halacha and the, the, uh, the halacha in this world the, uh, the halacha was dictated that it should be 
the way that the Chachamim paskened. And this is true also. We mentioned recently when Bezdin declares when Rosh Chaydish is. When is HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to judge the world? When is there going to be a Kapara in the world? When is there going to be the Kayach of freedom in the world by Pesach? It's going to depend on when Rosh Chaydish is, and that's going to depend on Bezdin. So Amun is Chachamim, the idea that uh, that there's an Amuna there, that there's a faith there, that there's that there's Emes there, rather not faith, but rather faithfulness there. So Amun is Chachamim is also one of our ways that we relate to the world. Uh, also is a matter of being lucid and chachma, and over here relates it to the Einayim. Okay, the hain, and now the mouth, the nostrils, the reach, the enayim, the power of sight, the znaim, the kayach of hearing, which we said relates to the pez ms, and the znaim is munas uh, chacham. I'm not saying in order. The reach is yerushimayim, and the enayim is what one, uh, what one sees. So these are the hain shivas haneros. These are going to be the seven lights of the menorah kipe utreinuk b'chaytma. Utrain Ainin, Utre Udnin, these seven uh, windows into the Raish, Hembechina, Shiva Haneris of the Menorah, Menarta Daresha, the goof of the Menorah is going to be the Raish. So now we have the seven, we'll relate to the seven Midos plus the Raish is the Mayachin Hainu Hamayach. So this is now going to represent the full complement of the ten spheres. So Pnehamenora Hainu Shefa Loiki and the Pnehamenora. It says that the uh, that the um, lights would shine to the Pnehamenora. This is the Seichel Haponim that once one is Makadesh, the Shiva Neiros. Once one is Makadesh, the uh, th- these seven. Uh, senses, which are really the four senses, we say Riyashmir, Reach, and Dibor, but we divide it up into seven Pnehmenorah because there's two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, and a mouth. So this is going to ready one for the Bechina of Seichel Eliki, of Shef Eliki. And through this Hasaga, the, the way that uh, Ravatiya points, uh, puts it in over here, I guess we'll see as we go through the Tyra, through this Hasaga, one is Zeicha to Ruach HaKaidesh. This is the uh, not necessarily a logical progression, not based on certain Hakdamas, but this is where a person makes himself into a Kli and he gets directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and through this uh, heat, as it were, that's generated by the movement, through this uh, intellect that's given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then this will generate a Hislavus, uh, and this will generate that the Menorah is able to now, the the, the Ner could be their Tamid. Now, where is, where do we see the connection between the Seichel and the Lev, the Moach and the Lev? Um, so we already explored that earlier, that when a person truly knows something, a, a fully integrated working knowledge, then that also connects to the Lev. And uh, if you PM me, I can give you the link. It was one of the Shiurim from Alei Shor. I'd have to look for it, where Volby uh, addresses, he discusses the idea that uh, this is a this is within the realm of a yid uh, has the power to internalize ms to not just you know the famous the the famous uh, story i i've heard it told over by aristotle and i actually heard a similar story told over by bertram russell so i don't know uh maybe it's true by both but the the way the story is told over is that bert at least the the bertram russell was called to the ethics committee he was an ethics professor and he was called to the ethics committee in uh in cambridge or someplace i can look up the story i think you can even google it so i found it there um but he was called to the ethics committee for doing certain unethical behavior. And he said, uh, you know, before this position, I was the teacher of math or of geometry. And never once was I called to the ethics board because I am not a triangle. So uh, the idea that that, that uh, a person can recognize the MS and live with it and it resonates within his chelik elukami mal, it resonates within his neshama, 
this is part of the Kayach Havayid, and this is where we see that the seven, uh, that the seven Kneya uh, Menaira, that the that the senses are able to awaken the mind, the Seichel, so a person becomes receptive, receptive to the Shefa Eloiki, and then this translates into this Lavos uh, in the Lave. Moving forward into paragraph Gimel, we're now going to relate this to the Mitzvah of Sukkah. The mitzvah of Sukkah is the Gemara tells us one of the things that, that we relate to Mitzvah of Sukkah is to the seven Anonea covered which surrounded Klal in the Midbar from the four directions and then up, down, and in front of them. And we're going to, the Shiva Kneah Menorah are going to, are going to co- correspond also to the seven Anonea covered. Uh, the seven Anonea covered, we're just going to bring over here the note brings from the Kitzer, that through the mitzvah of Sukkot, then Klai Yisrael could be Zeicha, we're going to see now in the paragraph, Zeicha to the Shefa Eloiki, which is a Bechin of Ruach HaKodesh. We're going to say that in the Sphiris, that that the idea of Kodesh is linked to the Sphira of Chachma. Again, a little bit beyond us, but the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with the world is through the vehicle of the Sphiris, the three Meichin, the three intellectual Sphiris, as it were, which we will call Chachma, Bina, and Das, and then the Sheva Midos, which will be Chagas Nahi and Malchus were in the middle of Sphere Sohmer now, Chesagurt Feras, Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid, and Malchus. And we're going to say that Ruach HaKodesh is linked to Chachmo when it comes to how uh, how uh, ideas, how Shefa is generated to the world. So Chachmo will be almost that initial spark. In other words, Bina is Maven Dover Metoch Dover. Bina is going to be taking one idea and then dissecting it and understanding and pattern matching, relating one to the other until Daz becomes integrated. But what's Chachmo? It's not based on anything that leads to another idea. It's that initial spark, that idea. Sometimes we say that Chachmo is knowledge and then Bina is working with that knowledge. But in other words, it's something that's external, something that could be makifin, that's brought within, and the idea of uh, of sukkah is going to give us access to this, uh, to the, the makifin, to bring things that are otherwise surrounding us, things that are external, and being able to bring it in without any hakdama, without anything leading A to B, but rather just taking this idea and then bring it into the mouth to be able to work with it. So therefore, going into the text, Gimel, this shefeloiki that we're able to not not uh, not, not that it's coming from hakdamas, uh, not that it's coming from uh, some sort of a logical progression and a link, but it's coming from outside that we bring the shefaloki into our realm. The idea of sukkah, the Gemara Megillah says that it's related to sukkah bruach It says by Moshe Rabbeinu, it's called soichai. Over here in the notes, it mentions the Ishto Ayehudis Yoldas Yered Avig Darves Chaver Avi Soichai, and this the Gemara links this pasuk to Meisher Abenu. Okay, but we're linking the, the idea of Sukkah to Soichai to Ruach Hakodesh Ki Ruach Hakodesh Hu Shefa Eloiki. That uh, the idea of Seicha Panim, uh, the Sukkahs Hazos He Ba'ay De Shiva. Anonim, then and sukkah zeichel anonim covered. The one from like we just uh, said that when Klai Yisrael was in the midbar, there were seven anonim, four from the four ruchos up down, and the one that was clearing the path for there. For them, Hainu Bechina Shiva Neris Canal, which we're going to uh, car- relate to and correspond to Bechina of the Shiva Neris, Al Yadam Adam Masig Pneamenayra, that the way to uh, relate to the Pneamenayra, we said the relate, relate to the Leitemochen, where do we get access to? The Pnei Menorah to the Reish to the Chachma through, and we said that this really works in both directions through Shiva Pnei Menorah. We said that as we work to be Makadesh, the the senses, the Reiya, Shmiya, 
Reach and Dibur, which we again link to what we see, and Yerushimayim and Amunas Chachamim and Emes, that inspires a person's Mayach and vice versa. A person's Mayach also uh, ultimately then sends out the Shluchim, it sends out these senses in order to uh, relate to the world around it, and then as we're Makadish the Mayach, so then that translates into the Lev. Hainu Sukkah, so this corresponds to the sukkah, the Likutei Alachas, from Hilchas Sukkah, mentions also that the sukkah, the minimum shear of the sukkah, is seven tefachim by seven tefachim, and that a person has to bring in his clay tashmishai, and we're saying that if, that as a person's makadesh in the sukkah, so a person brings all of his kalim, all of his uh, his living utensils. Again, we're going to relate to this as the senses with which we interact uh, with the world, so we bring this into the realm of Kedusha, we bring this into the sukkah. And Ruach HaKodesh, which is this this wisdom that comes from, uh, from again, from outside of us. It's external. It comes to us from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is called Al Shem Chachmashi, Ruach Chachma Haba Mi Kodesh. And over here, here the uh, the notes bring Psukim that uh, it says... Kodesh Yisrael Hashem racist Fuaso and racist is Chachma. It brings a statement from the Zayar and Achrei which relates Kedusha to Chachma. Okay, but we'll take its word for it for now. And therefore, Ruach Chachma is coming. Habami Kodesh Kayadua from these Psukim and through the Zayar. Vizesh Amru Chachmein Zochan of the Vracha Minayin Shein Masachin Ela Bedaver Shein Mekabel Tomo Bedaver Shegdulim and Aretz. So now we're going to relate to Halacha Lamaisa uh, ideas that relate to Sukkah, and we're going to correspond. That we're going to see how they correspond to the lessons that we're teaching. That the Iker Sukkah is on the Shach, and the Shach is something that's not Mekabel Tomo. It's something that's Kedusha. It's something that's Tahara, and something that's Gedulim and Aretz. Something that comes from uh, comes from the Eretz. It comes from, like we said. It, it's, it comes from the senses. Where is it that we get the Shefa Laiki? Where is it that we allow ourselves to become a Kli for the Ruach HaKodesh? Be, by, by being Metahar, by being Makadesh, our senses that are in this earth. Shnemer Ve'ed Yalem in Aretz. It comes from Pasuk of that the cloud got uh, was raised uh, from the ground, like in the cloud cycle. Ma'ed, just like a cloud, an Anon, the Shiva Anonim, who Dovrish Ein Toma, just like a cloud is something that's not Makabal Toma, Ve'ein Gidulo Elem in Aretz. And it rises up from the ground. So, so too, a sukkah is also dover that's not makabel tumah, and it's something that grows from the ground. You can't use metal or something. You have to use uh, something that grows from the ground. And in the kavanim pnimius, the aid hein hein elu anonim hanal. So we're relating an aid, which is an anon. It's like the mist. We're relating that to the cloud. And again, we're talking about the anonim as sukkah as being these ideas that surround us as corresponding to the shiva the the, the shiva to the senses. These are the anonim covered in bechina, something that's in makabotuma, something that we have to relate to as kedusha, something that's sukkah beruach hakodesh. Ugedelin Minaaretz, and then the second halacha is something that is uh, grows from the earth that we have to grow. We have to be makadesh. These things that are on the earth, meaning the things that are gashmias in the senses, the pet, the chaitem, the enayim, the aznayim, all of these faculties, all of these windows uh, that we into into uh, into the rosh that we said before. The way that we relate to the world, key because. A person who, so now, when we say that we're Makadesh, so then there's, there's two issues. It's interesting. On one hand, we make ourselves into a Kli. We're Makadesh ourselves, but the Chacham itself is coming from without. There isn't really any progression. We're not doing anything that's Chachmedic. What we're doing is just being Matar the Kli in order that we can receive the Shefa Loiki. 
On the other hand, uh, it says, Where are we going to be able to be? There's actually two elements of Chachma. How are we Makadish ourselves? So as we Makadish ourselves, we're also uh, developing Chachma itself. We mentioned earlier on that there's two parts to, parts to Chachma. One of them is the logical progression of something based on Hakdamas. And we said that even somebody who's going to ready themselves for Shefa Laiki, so they also need to understand how how regular Chachma. First of all, uh, first of all, uh, uh, we're going to say that in order to be a Chachma, a person needs to be a Chacham. Uh, we'll explain that uh, in a second because that seems to be a, a bit counterintuitive. The Gemara asks, who do you give Chachma to? You give Chachma to somebody who needs the Chachma. Somebody who doesn't have it. Who do you give money to? You give money to a poor person, right? Not to a rich person. So we'll explore that in a second. But on the other hand, even somebody who has the Shefa Eloiki, they need to have this idea of, uh, of, of Chachma that they can explain, something that they can transmit to somebody. Now you have the Rebbe. The Rebbe has to give it over to a Talmud. The Rebbe has to relate it. He has to know what to do with it. And therefore, somebody who's going to be he also needs to understand what to do with it. So Tzarek HaMakabal Zeliyah is Chacham, Ki HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yav Chachma Sa Lechakimen, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Chachma to Chakimen. Now the Praparas HaChachma explains that a person, uh, whatever this means, it says he brings from Sichas around, that a person can be a Tzadik, even if he's not a Lamdan, but to be a Bal HaSaga, to ultimately be able to reach ideas, I guess a person, wherever they happen to be holding, they can be Mavatal themselves, they can relate to MS on whatever level, but to be a Bal HaSaga, then a person has to learn Gemara, Rashi, Taisvis, a person, as a person learns Gemara, they go through the Shaklavit a person trains his mind. The Gemara is the Chachma Leiki. We go through the Rabbi Yishmal, we go through the 13 uh, Midos and the Drushes. When a person learns, they're training their mind in the logic and the thought process and the the uh, the, the, the world in the way that, that Ratzon Hashem is translated into uh, the logical system that we have. And therefore, in order to be Masig Chachma, a person needs to have a logical mind uh, that works based on uh, based on logical principles, Torah logical principles. In a Bechina, that for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bestow Shefa Laiki, we're Makadish the senses, so we, we, we need to take out any gaiva and any self-interest and make it that we are uh, we are a Kli for Kedusha, but also we have to develop Chachma, and he brings over here from Azair and Parshas Pekudei uh, by Betzal, it says that Betzal had Chachma, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him Chachma more, but he brings over here that who would a person entrust money with, somebody who is, uh, somebody who is not financially responsible or somebody who was uh, somebody who had a business mind and it just he needed the money. The person who would appreciate the value of the money that you're giving them in order to understand what to do with those resources is somebody you'd be more likely to lend somebody money who already had money. That's that, that's uh that's that, that's the truth in terms of business principles. You can give it tzedakah, but if you wanted to trust somebody with an investment, it would be somebody who already had money and business sense. And therefore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's why it says Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives chachma to chakimen. So who's who's about chachma? Somebody who appreciates chachma. That means it's like we have the chacham in the seder, right? And the chacham in the seder asks a very simple question. Be somebody who the the question that he asks shows that he appreciates chachma, that he wants chachma, that he understands the value of chachma, and therefore Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to give chachma to the 
Chacham. Who's the Chacham? The one who wants, who has a daughter, who has a shtaikakas, the one who appreciates the value and wants the Chachma, and that's who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give the Chachma to. Who is that? Reish Chachma, Yerush Hashem, the person who has Yerush Hashem, we said Amunas Chachamim, the person who's Mekadesh, the Shiva Menorah, this is the one who's going to have further Chachma through the Sukkah, through the Shiva Ananiya Kavod, through the Makifan, those things that are surround him, as a person is Mekadesh, these senses, and he uses them, which we said are windows into Chachma, this is the person who's going to gain access to a Shefa Laiki as he gains Chachma because he's Makadesh's seven senses and he develops the, the logical type of a Chachma and therefore he's also going to be have access then a Kaddish Baruchin of a Shefa Laiki and, and, and we said that that's going to ultimately translate into his Iris and a Chamimus uh, a Chamimus and his Iris and the Lev I mean, we said that this heat is, so to speak, generated in the movement from this sudden bestowal of Shefa Loiki, and that translates and, and corresponds and goes into a Sairus uh, in the lave, which is going to be a flame that, the, that like the Menorah, is going to be lit Tamid. Okay, we're going to stop over here, and we are going to, as Hashem Baruch, continue next time.